0: Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How are things in the quarantine
1: zone? Oh. Still still COVID positive. It's been eight days since I first tested positive. I'm still positive. Uh, you would not know it to look at me, I'll tell you that much. Maybe I always look like I've got COVID. Who knows?
0: I remember that time we did a podcast many years ago and you rocked up looking like you're going jaundice. That stuck (laughs) with me for some reason. You turned up, you were basically yellow and you looked like a Simpsons character or something. That that, That was quite disconcerting. But COVID seems like the kind of thing that you no longer, most people don't really know or wouldn't have guessed that they have it. Uh, so, or, or at least if they felt the way they did now, a couple of years ago, they would have shrugged it off and they thought nothing of
1: it. And Yeah, I probably would have been expected to go into work being like this. Yeah, that's the, that's the
0: slightly weird thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm now, as we record this, I mean, this is, I think, uh, uh, Josh, this is my probably my last podcast that I'm on for a few weeks because... As of recording, this time next week, I will be in the air, all being well. Oh, boy.
1: On the way uh, to
0: Florida. But next,
1: week's, next week's podcast is going to be interesting then, because I'm uh, also away at a theme park.
0: Well, uh, yeah, let's see what we can do then. But I, uh, of course, can't help but feel a little anxious about COVID, because whilst I don't doubt that if I got it, I would be fine, it would mean I can't go to Florida they won't let me in although I'm pretty sure that uh, people could end up on that flight coughing and spluttering their way through the entire flight but having not tested positive for COVID are deemed fine to travel yep. <laughs> Even, you know I mean there was somebody at work the other day who sounded absolutely awful and really probably should not have been at work but didn't have COVID so they came in they did then call in sick uh, the following day And and they remain COVID negative, thankfully, I I must admit, when they rocked up sounding as they did, I was like, you stay the hell away. (laughs) You you get away from me. Thank you. (laughs) But uh, they seem like they don't have COVID and yet sound and probably feel pretty grim. So you could have plenty of people just like that on the flight, Uh, but because it's not COVID are fine. And, And that side of it does feel a little bit farcical, but it is what it is. I just have to try and avoid COVID as I have been all this time. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep fighting the good fight indeed. Well, let's let's dive into a kind of small selection of headlines that we have to talk about this week because uh, not a lot is going on, to be frank, but also uh, we've got places to be, places to be. (laughs) So let's crack on then. I, I mean, let's talk first, I guess, about something of a natural extension of a few of the things we talked about last week. Uh, I feel like you know theme park projects have gone south when you end up talking about houses. Uh, that's no doubt the way of things for the London yeah. Resort. We also talked this about is, some universal This is no houses. longer a theme
1: park podcast. This is a uh, housing podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Welcome to uh, Property Rush. That's on well, the
1: Patreon. That, uh... Yeah, that
0: is... that is that. That should be on the Patreon. You know what I'd love to do on the Patreon is a podcast just exclusively dedicated to my Lego Star Wars playthrough, which is just... I I have not felt joy
1: like this
0: probably since I played the Lego Star Wars for the first time when I was about eight.
1: <laughs> yeah. If we keep talking about a Patreon, eventually someone might ask us if we have a Patreon.
0: Yeah, just... Exactly. We talk about it enough that people will become convinced that it's a thing that exists and go looking for it. And then they'll be like, hey, guys, I can't find your Patreon. And then we're like, we got them. Set it up. <laughs> uh, houses, no doubt coming to London Resort Land. I think we've kind of resigned ourselves to that. Uh, houses coming to Universal, but at least not in place of a thing park. Those are just supplementary houses, as we talked about last week and now Disney are getting in on the act in Florida as well with their own quote-unquote affordable housing project. I I feel like my cynical reaction to this, my instant cynical reaction to this, is exactly the same as it was for the Universal announcement last week, which is, what do they mean by affordable? Probably not actually affordable to most normal people, is what I would guess, but uh, nonetheless, they're... They've announced this. They're going ahead with it. What's it all about, Josh? This is different to uh, what was it? Storybook living, which you talked about with with John on the show a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, very much different to storybook living. That is, um, I guess you could you could rebrand that as unaffordable housing. <laughs> uh, storybook living. This, on the other hand, um, I guess feels like very much like competition in a sense to what Universal have announced but also in light of everything else going on with uh, Disney and politics in the central Florida region. You know, they don't say gay bill. Maybe a kind of counter to that, to say, look, we're doing something good for the community. Um, and that is this so-called affordable housing. It looks a bit, from the uh, Walt Disney's uh, concept art, looks a bit like Celebration.
0: That would make sense, I guess. I mean, for a long time, I have to say, I just I thought Celebration was a Disney thing.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean, already. it kind of was to begin with and then isn't anymore. It's its, its own thing now, but yeah. Uh, so Disney announced that it will earmark nearly 80 acres of land on its property in southwest Orange County for this affordable housing project. Um, the project would be... Built by an undisclosed third-party developer and will include more than 1,300 units, so 1,300 uh, living spaces, not necessarily all houses, but houses, flats, or apartments. Interesting, yeah, I think the artwork looks is cool, um, but yeah, who knows, it's going to be a long while until we actually see this in person, I'd imagine. And it feels really dystopian that these two theme park companies are building housing, like affordable housing, like technically providing where the local government isn't.
0: Well, exactly. That's the thing, right? I mean, you look at this at face value, you might think, well, this is a nice thing for them to be doing. Why not? Pitch in and quote unquote help out in some way. But really, this should not be the responsibility of of companies like this, and you can be damn sure that the desire to help people uh, is not the sole motivation here for these companies getting involved they're doing this because they feel it will benefit them in some way that's how companies operate so you've got you've got really to be deeply cynical about this, and I hope that you know they're challenged on 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 this and and held to account on bringing this project to 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 fruition over the next few years making sure it delivers everything they promise and of course that key thing as i said whether or not it really is affordable to average people you know uh, yeah. is the key the key point here uh, th- there is a quote here in this article that you shared from Disney World Resort president Jeff Vahl i'm going to say uh, where he yeah. says the lack of affordable housing is affecting many people across our country, including right here in central Florida. Try the whole world, mate. As someone who is looking at the housing market as we, kind of as we speak, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. Christ. He says, with this initiative, we're lending a hand to make a real and meaningful impact in our community by tapping into the best of our companies. So basically, Jeff watched the Florida Project and was like, damn, <laughs> something needs to be done about yeah. this. That seems to be the way of things. Uh, but yeah, yeah. What, what do you reckon, Josh? Where would you rather live? Catchlight Crossings, the universal one, or or this one, which... Uh, does this one have a name yet? I don't think it does, does it? So No,
1: it doesn't, no. Um, what do you reckon? It's interesting. I would say that uh, Catchlight Crossings, the location of Catchlight Crossing is, is probably uh, better suited to someone without a car, a motor vehicle. This area where Disney's looking to put this is... You know, not going to be so great if you don't have a car. But obviously, you'll have all of the. Their plan will be to have all of the local amenities that you need uh, on site. I would imagine the Skyliner. Uh, yeah, um, uh, wouldn't that be cool if they extended the Skyliner out here? Uh, come on, do, be, do something.
0: That would be cool. But I mean, how well, useful this... would that really be if it only goes to the theme parks? Cause, like, I need to get to work, <laughs> or you know, my kids need to get to school. Well, tough. You can go to Epcot. <laughs> that's it yeah
1: that's it that's all you got uh, yeah but then if you like this kind of more uh, country y location then maybe this would be a better spot mm. um, but I think both projects look good and I like that Disney came out and were like this initiative has been in the works for quite some time it's like that sort of like hey this isn't in response to the universal thing all, those, all that political stuff that's going on honest right yeah very yeah. much like uh, the prince of the princess and the frog layover. they just threw
0: they just threw a big sort of canvas into one of the uh like artists like storyboarding rooms and were like draw some homes we need a press release stat
1: (laughs) put some trees on it (laughs) (laughs) color it in make it look nice yeah
0: yeah Uh, some
1: guy probably just drew it like occasionally like three years ago and they're like have we got anything can we do oh we've got someone drew some houses once yeah that'll do we'll go with that
0: isn't this Walt's vision of the future from tomorrow? It doesn't need. To, no one will notice. <laughs>
1: yeah, what they've cut out of this, what they photoshopped out, is the park uh, that says Walt Disney, 1955. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh well, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I suppose. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Sticking sticking in uh, Florida, we do. Uh, we did. We did get a date this week, uh, an official date, by the way, for Guardians of the Galaxy: Cosmic Rewind. Which uh I'm gonna miss by about three weeks unless they do do a sort of soft opening maybe, and I think even then I'll likely miss it. But, yeah, if uh, you manage
1: to sneak in to uh
0: Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to get a press pass. There is gonna be a press pass event between May fourth and May sixth, so
1: Don't you know who I am?
0: Well maybe you know what? Maybe I will <laughs> Maybe I maybe I will make that play. Don't you know who I am? I'm going to... You know what? It can't hurt, can it? It's free PR for them. It doesn't matter that only about 50 people listen to this a week. That's 50 people that will get to hear how good or not this ride is. So, yeah. Now, that's exciting, though. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Mm. May 27th. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic rewind coming to Epcot. That... I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the extent to which uh they've gone to town on on the theming and the storytelling with this you know how much is screens how much is animatronics what they've done with the soundtrack i can't wait to hear that uh almost more than kind of the roller coaster side of things itself although i am very intrigued by how that technology is going to work uh, but yeah it's really yeah. the storytelling side of things that i am most intrigued by
1: is this is that the same day that Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out?
0: It it is, I think. Yeah. What a day. What a day. What, what a day. If you're in Imagine, Central Florida at Dan that time, go Cosmic Rewind and then oh. and then go home and watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. That sounds like a great day. A great day. Uh sticking with Disney but crossing over to Barry. Uh Josh we have uh, some new concept art of uh of the Frozen Land coming to Walt Disney studios wouldn't it be funny if this just looks suspiciously like the houses in florida <laughs> yeah hang on oh, a sorry. second hang on a sec these are just the houses with a big old castle in them what's going on uh no this actually looks well as all disney concept art looks this looks pretty spectacular it remains to be seen how close the uh yeah the real the real thing is whenever it's done but uh yeah like i said none of this art. will exist the concept art looks really lovely. This like, this does look like a little uh, Norwegian town, uh, but will it look n- that n- way? non
1: Nordic uh, I, city. I, I,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Well, what, what do you make of it? It's meant to be, of course, uh, at least a chunk of Arendelle from Frozen One and Two.
1: Yes, from uh, generic Nordic country Arendelle. Uh, yeah, I I think it looks really smart, and I think. Uh, you know, on the back of this, on the back of the mountain, maybe you could do a Galaxy's Edge. Maybe you know, uh, something like that. Uh, who knows? I, uh, uh, I
0: I read I read this week that that seems unlikely. Right for Walt yeah. Disney Studios, they've got this, they've got Marvel coming this year. Yeah, that, that's quite a lot. I, I guess it would have been nice for Galaxy's Edge to come over, but maybe they feel Bob. like. Bob Star said Tours no, is, I is enough. Bob has said no. Bob said no.
1: Yeah. Alas. Um, but I think, you know, ideal spot, right? You could do, you know, backdrop. One side it's Arendelle on the other side it's Galaxy's Edge. But yeah, this looks really, it'll look really smart if, if, they, if they pull this off. Um, and I think, you know, being in Europe, it's got that kind of European vibe. Uh, it's going to have, obviously nearby, it's got the kind of French Quarter where Ratatouille is, hmm. um, so I think it's going to look really good. I
0: think it'll I it will benefit from in terms of sort of the immersion to a degree. It will actually kind of benefit from being in Disneyland Paris rather than uh, one of the other Disney parks, certainly in the US, because uh, you know the weather's far more seasonal. You know, you'll have yes, you know, in the winter um, if it snows, which is not um beyond the realms of possibility of course at Disneyland Paris but uh, Mm. just in the winter generally in the autumn it will feel very much more I would suggest like you are walking through Arendelle as you know it from the films Uh, and, and then of course it will it will remain a nice place to go during the summer but I think that that seasonal element will actually work in its favor uh, for people who don't know this is being built on the site of the old studio tram tour so you know hopefully there's a role here somewhere for Jeremy Irons but i guess we don't <laughs> know yet
1: but um the the disaster canyon is still going to exist as part of the car's road trip right so yeah which
0: i guess you exist. know is the best of all worlds in some ways because you know i did i did used to love the backlot tour at hollywood studios and uh, obviously that's no more uh, and yeah. it would have been nice if, at a minimum, they could have kept the uh, the canyon section of that, but probably wasn't practical or feasible. Uh, so it's nice that that's staying put here. But yeah, this is going to have uh, well one attraction, some shops, and a restaurant. I mean, it does feel like increasingly the norm to me <laughs> that when sort of new thing park lands or thing park expansions get announced. It feels increasingly like it's only one ride, by the way, which, you know, you think you think of thing parks, your mind should really immediately go to rides. But increasingly, I feel like those are becoming less and less of the focus and the appeal. I think I think there's a bigger discussion to be had potentially about why that is and what we think about that exactly. I mean, it feels to me like a little bit of maybe a risk. Well, I'm sure part of it is cost cutting and also maximizing the profit once people are in the park you're not necessarily spending more money to go on a ride but you will spend more money to buy a t-shirt or a hat or get some food or or something like that and then i think also it's maybe speaks to You know, the social media generation where, generally speaking, also you're not necessarily going to be taking photos on rides and sharing photos and videos of rides on your Instagram, whereas you will absolutely take pictures of the three-course meal you've had in the frozen restaurant and share that with hashtags and put it on your stories, and you'll do the same thing with... You know, I, I always find it bizarre when you walk around Tomorrowland and you see people taking pictures for Instagram up against that like purple wall yeah. and i'm like mate space mountain is round the corner what what are you doing wasting your time there you know and i'm someone who has as we know well is not averse necessarily to queuing up for a character meet and greet now and then but you know people who take pictures at that wall at that wall for example that has purely been that has purely become a thing through social media and yeah, i think absolutely. that kind of culture is probably informs a lot of how these new projects get commissioned and and the thought yeah, that goes into almost... them because it, it seems weird traditionally to be like it's a big new thing parkland and it has one ride
1: yeah and, and you can almost always like spot oh this is the instagram wall that disney have put in for all the instagram influencers and i assume there'll be uh, a meeting greet here as well
0: definitely yeah. i kind of hope they do one like they've got uh, I don't know if, they, if it's still there. but I always liked the Shrek one at Universal Florida, around the corner from Shrek 4D, where you had Disney uh, at <laughs> Disney Donkey sticking his head out of the out of like yes. a, yeah, a yeah, shop yeah. front. That might be cool to do that with Sven.
1: <laughs> so, That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: I hope the Big Summer uh, Blowout guy is there. That would be great.
1: Oh yes, because um, obviously at Epcot you've got the Summer House, so oh, yeah. which is where you meet Anna and Elsa. So. Uh...
0: We don't know, do we, what ride this actually is going to be? There's no word on whether or not it's just going to come across like the Maelstrom re theme at Epcot, for example, or if it's going to be something different. Are there any other frozen rides around? They're working on a frozen ride in, is it Hong Kong, correct? A, a roller coaster, yeah, isn't it? I, I want to say so. that's right. I lose track. I'll, yeah, I want to wanna
1: say I saw something somewhere about a sort of Matterhorn plus yeah. sort of thing so it's like a sort of toboggany sort of ride but like the next evolution of it
0: yeah i wonder if that if it might be something like that or if it will be yeah just they bring across maelstrom or they do something entirely new i guess they're all about they, that because
1: oh. hong kong and paris are both kind of more uh regional theme parks whereas disney world is your international theme park so that's probably potentially why that they might do you the same ride in both locations there
0: yeah I mean I might be embarrassing myself here but I, off the top of my head there aren't that many boat rides at Disneyland Paris are there across the two parks you've got Pirates of the Caribbean Small and, World and what sorry
1: small. it's a small world it's not really a. it's, it's a small world is there yeah
0: yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a boat ride you're on a boat okay uh, is there anything else uh, I'm not sure there is there's no jungle cruise is there and there's no Splash Mountain and um yeah there's no Three Caballeros, so no maybe no, there's yes, a case yes. a case to be made for for an, for a boat ride in this area. Uh
1: yeah, I actually I watched uh the next episode of that Behind the Attraction the other day, the Castle's episode and Oh yeah. That has a boat ride that goes through the castle.
0: Oh, interesting. Where is that? What? Yeah, uh, Shanghai. Oh, in Shanghai. Seems like such a good Disney world. I mean, Shanghai is uh, in, in a sort of semi-lockdown at the moment. They're doing this weird thing where half the city's in lockdown, and they've divided it at the point of a river. So half the city's in a lockdown, and then the other half goes into a lockdown, I think two weeks at a time. I'm not quite sure how that impacts Disney. I don't know which side that is but absolutely one of the most dystopian images of the whole pandemic for me was when there was just a bunch of enforced mass testing at disney shanghai after a case was confirmed there i mean the pictures that came out of that were just as i say very dystopian and unsettling to be quite frank so yeah uh (laughs) uh Anyway, the uh, Frozen Land at, at Disneyland Paris—we don't have a date for that at all yet, and yeah, we don't really know much about it beyond this concept art and the fact that, as I say, we'll have one ride, uh, a restaurant of some description, and then some shops. And as you say, Josh, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a few meet and greets
1: too. 30th anniversary, net right now, so it won't—it won't meet a big anniversary uh, unless, necessarily it, is, but...
0: unless it takes five years or ten years. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, who knows with Disney, right? Are this, is there going to be a Frozen Three? Is there a Frozen Three in in the works? Do we know? I don't.
1: I don't know. So, uh, Frozen Three back in the day would have been straight to DVD, wouldn't it? But uh, straight straight to De- Disney Television. I don't know. I've, I've just go- like I've literally like just googled
0: Frozen Three. Uh, Frozen Three, according to Disney fandom, uh, the Disney fandom wiki. Is a 2023 uh, film. It's been slated yeah. for 2023. Uh, it's first I've heard of it. In fairness, so I'm going to assume this is correct. But there you go. That will be what. All when did the, Frozen Two come out? Frozen Two was 2019, Swift, it? wasn't it? Taylor Swift is in Frozen Three. Apparently so. Oh damn! Well, she's definitely going to do a song then, isn't she? Nailed on. Uh, why why yeah. else would you get Taylor Swift? Well, there we go. Maybe they tie it into. I well, know 2023 seems a bit soon to get that frozen land done, but you never know. They might surprise us. A final thing that you uh, picked out for this week, Josh: a new grand hotel at Efteling, uh, which looks very grand indeed. But unfortunately, will not open in time for our road trip, uh, which uh, you've, you've been kind of marking out, and I need to have a look at your latest proposals Uh, but this this thing's not opening till 2024 but it does look good and it does slightly remind me of the big hotel at the entrance to disneyland paris
1: yeah the same vibes i was getting from it
0: efteling grand hotel it's called it's a seven-story building with 143 rooms and approximately 700 beds with a spa swimming pool two restaurants so i mean that might be fewer restaurants than frozen land what are they playing at
1: Might be more, who knows?
0: Might be more, might be more. No rides though, Josh. Yet another example of Thing Park's prioritising the right thing. Big new project. But it does, no it does rides. have a
1: terrace overlooking the water show, so...
0: Interesting as well. I mean, I feel like there was a, a story a little while ago, was there not, about how Efteling are kind of facing... I think was it sort of environmental concerns to an extent were facing a little bit yeah. of blow backlash to their expansion plans and there were some suggestions about whether or not they would have to cap capacity... Yeah. But, you know, these announcements kind of uh, fly in the face of those concerns a little bit. They they seem to be holding their ground and, and at least for now saying, well, look, we're not going to let those kinds of concerns handicap our, our desire to expand. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a big hotel. So clearly they are cracking on with what they've got in mind to uh, make Efteling bigger and better and get more people yeah. in the park.
1: And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it should be good. Uh, and I hope that they can sort out their other issues around inv- the environmental issues of the park.
0: Yeah, for sure. At least they don't have to worry about any SSSI's that we know of. This is... uh,
1: yeah, these, these are concerns yeah. that have
0: come up after the park's opened and operated for some time, not before, yeah. which is probably a better time for the environmental concerns to come up if you're a theme park. <laughs> well, we're already here at least, you know. What
1: are you going to do? Shut down us down? Maybe. Maybe, yeah.
0: All right, well, who knows what we get done for next week? I, I don't know. Something. <laughs> something, Contractually, yeah. We're contractually obliged, I, I think, somewhere.
1: Uh, yes, it'll be written down somewhere, right?
0: I think so, yeah. I'll check all of my drawers. And so we'll have something next week. I, like I said, I don't know what it will be. Uh, but in terms of kind of substantial podcasting from myself, timely, substantial Weekend podcasting. This is it for me for a few weeks. Hopefully, uh, if I'm recording an episode next weekend, something has gone badly wrong, and I'll be very upset. So hopefully that's not the case, and uh, and I will be jetting off to Florida, and uh, I'm sure I'll uh, I'll check in while I'm out there. I'll do something. I'll put pictures on the Twitters. I'll do a I'll do a Twitter space or something. I don't know. I'll see if I can scramble my way into this Guardians of the Galaxy media event. (laughs) (laughs) Can I bring myself to play the Sky News card? (laughs) Oh, wow. I I reckon I absolutely could. (laughs) I could absolutely sink to those depths. And, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully that all goes smoothly. Uh, In the meantime, if you enjoyed the show and you haven't already, you can subscribe on your preferred podcasting app or find every episode at parkrush.com. You can email the show as well, podcast at parkrush.com, or tweet us at parkrushpodcast. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you next time. Take it easy out there. Goodbye.
1: See ya.